Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season, we are inviting you to experience Rhythms of Grace, a season dedicated to discovering spiritual disciplines and learning together how to connect with God and enjoy being in His presence more. Today on the podcast, we have Betty Faulkner, who's a former missionary from Thailand and a wonderful example of how to follow Christ. In today's episode, we chat with Betty about how she spends her time with Jesus. Our hope for this conversation is to start thinking about what your regular rhythm with God looks like. Something you'll notice is that Betty talks about her rhythms that have been built over decades. So consider what she shares and how God might be inviting you to add one thing to your time with Him. We love you, God, and we just uh, thank you for the opportunity to serve you in so many different ways and uh, just ask you to be with us in your name. Amen. Yeah, amen. Perfect. Well, Betty, welcome. <laughs> We're so excited to have you here. I, I am delighted to be with you and privileged to be with you. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, we are going to have such a rich, good conversation, but to start off, we're going to have um, you answer some fun facts. Okay. So describe yourself in three words. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Probably methodical. Okay. I'm interested in people, but that's more than three words. Okay, I'm methodical, <laughs> I'm interested. Uh and what <laughs> caring i guess yeah, uh, yeah there, you can be interested in not caring mm. but i want to be interested and then caring so mm. okay i'll go i'll leave with that i guess i like yeah. it <laughs> i know it's so hard how do you sum up yourself yeah, in three words it's pretty hard yeah, yeah. well done <laughs> how would you spend a free day oh wow this is what i do if i have some free time i go to my uh, lazy boy chair i put my feet up I, well, first of all, I get a coffee, mm. some chocolate, then I go to my chair, put my feet up, I might watch some TV. I like watching Matlock, which is way older than you are, <laughs> and uh, solving mysteries and reading a magazine, maybe, you know, just do something that's totally non what I usually mm. do. You know, mm -hmm. so that's what I like to do. Mm. If I can do nothing for even a period of time. I, I enjoy it. And so I do do that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Oh, wow. Well, I know I will one day have dinner with Jesus. So mm. uh, that is a foregone conclusion. Um, wow. Well, with my mother-in-law again, mm. uh, who has gone to be with Jesus, but she had a great impact on my life. So it would be her. Um, wow. <laughs> that is not easy. I have so many Asian mm. friends. It would mm. be lovely, too, to have a meal with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say a pastor in Bangkok. That would be great. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Where is the best place you've been to? <sighs> oh. We're all about the hard questions <laughs> yeah. here. Oh, wow. <laughs> because, I mean, we lived in Thailand you know, for over 20 years. And we lived in Sri Lanka for five years. But we traveled to India and Indonesia as well. Mm. And and they all have just like gorgeous places. So, yeah, it's hard to oh, answer that really. Like mm. the tea estates of Sri Lanka are some of the most gorgeous places I've ever seen. Mm. There's a place in Sri Lanka, I think it's called... Something like heaven on earth or the end of the world, because like because when you stand there, it just takes your breath away. It's so gorgeous. Mm. You you are just you can't fathom that you're seeing it, but you mm. are seeing it. It's just so beautiful, and uh, so I've seen a lot of those things, and so yeah, Asia definitely has my heart after being there for so long. But there's beauty in Canada. My goodness, I was just in BC, and the mountains are mm. just like so majestic. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't mm. know if that answers your question. No, that's good. <laughs> there we go. Yes. You got to go to Asia, see mm. these places. Yeah, we'll yeah. add it to the list. Yeah. Oh, well, aside from those fun facts, tell us about yourself and what life looks like for you right now. Hmm. Well, uh, like Ray and I are both retired, retired missionaries, I guess we'll say. And, but 
you know, you never do retire from serving <laughs> Jesus. You you slow down, you change, but it looks different. But if you keep your heart open, you will always have something to do. So for us, what is interesting right now is that in Harriston, which is just you know, 20 minutes from here, are about 50 Thai men. And we have gotten to know them. And because we can speak Thai, um, God has given us a wonderful opportunity to be in their lives. Mm. And so this Saturday, actually, we will meet with them at the Youth Center over in Harriston. And and then yours truly, I always make a cake and get snacks and fruit and all kinds of things. And we feed them and there are games to play. We try to teach some English, share Jesus, pray with them. If we have somebody to help, we might sing some songs. Just our goal is to show them Christ. And that's our end goal. The beginning goal is to just be in their lives because they are very homesick, very lonely. They don't speak English. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their life is hard and they're missing their families. And for us to have this opportunity now is really wonderful for us. And I should just say, in 1974, Ray and I pastored the Harriston Pentecostal Church, is, which is the former youth center mm-hmm. of Harriston, right? And so for us now to be back in that same building with Thai people that we went to Thailand to go minister to, I just find that uh, great humor on God's part mm-hmm. that he has taken us all over there and brought us back, and now here we are in the very same building with ties. Mm. So only God could do that. That just is exciting for us. So that is definitely one of the things that we are very uh, involved with. Ray especially, he uses, you know, Facebook Messenger and all that to be in their lives. Ray can read and write and speak Thai very well. And, you know, so it just is interesting that now at our age when we are not so apt to travel all over creation. God has brought the world to us, mm-hmm. has brought the mission field to us. So that is where we are at this moment mm-hmm. and just trying to be involved at in our church and be involved with our neighbors, just keeping our ear to the ground. What mm-hmm. can we do? How can we show Christ? Mm-hmm. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that could almost be a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's just... I mean, we know that the Lord sort of can order our steps, but to he, see that, he, like, he does. Yeah. you know, it's like you thought that the training ground was to go to Thailand, right. but it turns out that Thailand also was the training ground to come back. Yeah. yeah. That's just, yeah. only God can sort yeah, of ordain those it. things. Yeah, it's just really, really special to us. Mm-hmm. Like the first time we met with them there and we told them, you know, we used to live in that house. We were here in this. Oh, wow. Like it just felt, oh, wow. (laughs) Just like a total miracle from God. Yeah, Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Mm. So we're blessed. Yeah. Wow. That's neat. Mm -hmm. Just keeps going. (laughs) We had Gertie Heimpel on a little while ago Mm -hmm. and she said the same thing. She says, I'm technically retired, but you know, Life just, it's a different mission now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It it keeps changing. I I think like it will change, of course. When I'm 73, I'm not 23, Mm -hmm. obviously. And you don't have the same stamina and everything that you did. Mm -hmm. So the secret is, you fine ladies, go use all that you have for Jesus. The best you know how right now, when you have all that vim and vigor and good eyesight and good (laughs) hearing, and you can remember, you know, do all that because the day does come and Mm. you are not that person, Mm -hmm. but in you, you are still that person because Mm -hmm. in you, you know, Christ and, and he keeps keeping you alive in more ways than just physically. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't end. But your body is slowly, you know, changing. Yeah. 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 
Oh, that's cool. Well, we're really excited to uh, to talk to you today about um, sort of what it looks like to spend time meditating over scripture and uh, what that looks like for you. Um, so just kind of talk about like, what does that spiritual practice look like for you? Um, you know, I think I we had a conversation in church and you said, well, sort of praying and reading the scripture aren't really separate for me. They're kind of the same thing, which I thought was such a beautiful way to think about mm-hmm. it, too. So, um, yeah, just talk to us about kind of that spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I want to say when I was, oh, I don't know, let's say 17, 18 years old, I, I was like I really began to read God's word that there was a hunger in my heart for God's word. I wanted to know him better, and I knew that's his book, so I knew I should read it. But I had, like, there in those days, you didn't have all the things at your fingertips that you have now to say, hi, do this, read this, or like, you had to figure it out. And so I just thought, okay, I'll start at the beginning, I'll go to the end, so, which I did. But I remember distinctly this one weekend, I was going to be gone. I, I worked in Elmira and I was going to be gone till Sunday night or whatever. So I said to myself, okay, I, I won't have time to read God's word on Saturday and Sunday because of whatever it was I was doing. So I should read those two chapters and catch up so that uh, by Monday, then I'll be ready to go again. And so I read and got myself all up to date in my mind, and and then I felt okay. Until later, when I got back, I thought, Betty, you don't eat that way. Like, I don't say on Friday, well, I guess I'll eat for Saturday and Sunday. Hmm. No, I eat Friday, I eat Saturday, I eat Sunday. And I felt like from the Holy Spirit, that was him saying to me, Betty, my word, you need to get into it every day. Not just don't cram it all together and do it advance. <laughs> like it's got to become personal to you. And so that was one of the first things I really felt like the Holy Spirit helped me to understand that I'm not in a race to read this. I am reading this because I want to know the God who created me. I want to love him better. I want to serve him better. I want to hear what he has to say. And so even then, I still would read my Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I just was on a path. That's what I did. And I got married, had two little kids, and then we went to Thailand. And uh, I'm still reading the Bible, one chapter a day, basically. And then I had to get up quite early in the morning in Bangkok because our son went to school very early. Everything is early because you do as much as you can before noon because it's so pelting hot. (laughs) And I was sitting there at my table about 530 in the morning, and I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Betty, I now have you where I want you Mm. because your whole life you have had people speak into your life you have Ray your husband who speaks into your life you've had your pastor you've had people in your family you've had your church and you have not had to really work at this but now now it's just you and me you are going to have to now Really begin to dig for yourself. He said, you have been, and this is very real to me. He said, you have been like a little baby bird. You just hold your head back and mom puts the worm in without you thinking about it or having to do anything. And now, now is your time to find out what am I saying? Why am I saying it? You know, and I remember feeling that very clearly from God without, you know, beginning to understand what in the world the future would hold for me. Mm-hmm. Like there were so um, many things that happened that were difficult, strenuous, uh, sad, uh, overwhelming, you know, and without 
that uh, knowing the God of this word, uh, then I would have been back here. Mm. I couldn't have stayed there. I needed his word. And so that morning then put me on this journey of, okay, I, I've got to figure this out. I have to, like, how's this going to look now then mm. so that I can actually honor him mm-hmm. with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and through the years then, like Ray would have his devotions. I had my devotions. We have always had our devotions together at mm-hmm. breakfast time. So we've always done that. Uh, but through the years then, as things change and more people come in your life and they speak things, uh, there was a, a young fellow came to the church in Bangkok. And he said, something that I've started to do is read a proverb every day. He said, I read the proverb that is the day of the month because there are 31 days. And so every day, just read a proverb. So Ray and I thought, well, that sounds easy and interesting. Maybe we'll do that. Mm -hmm. So I added that then to my goal from Genesis to Revelation. Then I began to read a proverb every day. Mm. Then we thought, oh, we should maybe read a psalm every day. So this slowly and surely just began to increase our, uh, what can we do to, one, get to know God better, find out what he's saying. And so then we began to read a psalm every day. Well, then you can imagine as you are reading, you keep adding another chapter. It takes a bit longer, right? And then we, um, well, Ray does it his way. I do it my way. I also read from just Psalm 119 every day because Psalm 119 is a very long chapter. And you can divide that up. And so I have it divided up, which I will talk about here in a bit. Uh, so that each day I read a portion of that. So and then I also read from the New Testament now every day too. So that I have Old Testament uh, from Psalm 119, a Psalm, Proverb, New Testament. And the beauty of God's Word is that it all makes sense. It does not matter which book you're in. Mm. Is this amazing how many days when you read, let's say I read Luke, but I just read Exodus. But it's amazing how it all ties together mm. because it is God's word. And it is not my word. It is not man's word. It's God's word. So therefore, it will make sense for where you're at in your life. So you know, I was a mom. I still am a mom, but I was a mom of little children. And I just want to say here, too, when I had three little boys, I did not have time to read like five chapters a day. <laughs> that was not happening. And I didn't feel condemned. I didn't feel like God's going to hit me over the head or something. Because he understood that was my season. That's where I was mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. And I would do what I could do, and I would just say, God, I'll come back to you later when I can. And that's how it was when I had Mm. little kids. But now I have no children at my house. I really have no reason to say to God, you know what, I can't do that. I have no time. Yes, you do have time (laughs) because you, what are you doing? It's not that there's nothing to do. There's always things to do, but you'll do it better if you spend time with him. Hmm. So then when it came to praying, I also, I mean, I would pray when I was done reading the scripture and I would kneel by my bed and I would pray that way about the things that were on my heart. But there again, as I got older and things happened, Kneeling by the bed is not going to happen with Betty Faulkner anymore, or else <laughs> Betty will not get back up. Like, it's not going to happen. So I have to come up with plan B, and I know God does not care. What he cares is that I want to hear his heart, mm. that I want to know him. 
and that when I'm done, I know him more than I did when I started. That's what he cares. Do I want to know him? And that's what prayer is. Prayer is me hearing him and him hearing me. And sometimes prayer can be, okay, here's my thing, God. But he wants me to also hear what is he saying. And so that's why I feel what when I read the word and pray uh, through the different chapters I'm going through, uh, it's a two-way thing going on. So then through the years, I began to use a devotional. And through the years, that has changed many times, you know. And for me, that works. Not everybody wants a devotional, and I don't think you have to have a devotional. I like to have a devotional. So this year, I'm using Streams in the Desert, which I've read through various times already. And I so I start with that. I first of all think, well, God, you know August 25th, 2022, better than I do. Mm. You know, what, are, what do you want to say to me today? And so I start with that. I start, first of all, I read my devotional and just contemplate that. And it's always amazing to me how that will be like just so much of what is going on in our lives right that minute. And I'm sure you have found that to be true as well. Now, I feel, you know, in 2022, I have been actually looking, uh, trying to find, uh, you know, a nice devotional for young moms. Uh, so far, I haven't just found exactly what I'm looking for yet. Because I said to Ray, uh, what worked for me at 23 is probably not going to work for a young mom of 23 and 2022. Mm. I, so I'm just still trying to find, you know, where that is. For me, this worked. And so I, I did that and start there with my devotional then. And I also want to say I am using the New Living Translation mm. this year. And I use it last year. I really enjoy it to meet makes word come alive, mm -hmm. simple to understand. Uh, in the olden days, when I was 20, um, I used the King James. Everybody read the King James. And I did a lot of speaking after I got to Thailand. And one of my friends one day said to me, Betty, uh, maybe you should not just use King James. Maybe there is another, you know, <laughs> translation that might make it just a little easier to understand. So I went out and I got myself an NIV and began to do that. So I've read various translations through the years. And there again, I don't think, you know, one is necessarily better than the other. It is God's word. Mm -hmm. And he is using it to speak to me. So I use a new living and uh, really enjoy it. So I have... My special little markers, this is Betty. Uh, I'm reading in 2 Kings. And in 2 Kings chapter 8 today, I have my son, Craig, and his wife, Cindy. And so I always, you know, look at that picture. I think about them. This is how I pray. So I open my Bible. I say, okay, here's them. And they have kids and they have grandkids. So I think of them. I pray for them. As I before I read, I think about that, I pray about that, and ask God to bless them and the thing that's on their heart for today. And then I have a list here. This is a list of some ladies from town here in Listowel who I've gotten to know at coffee break mm. at the Christian Farm Church who have become my friends through the years. And so I have their list here. And not likely many people have that kind of a list. I have that list. <laughs> and so that's what I do in, in that chapter. So I pray for them. I think about, okay, I know them. They're my friends. Some of them are going through great needs. I can pray for them as I go down the list. Think about that. Okay, then I come to Psalm 119, which I told you I have divided up. It has 22 sections. So I have numbered it, 
And then I come back to one is also then 23 and so that I can cover every day of the month. <laughs> and then I have this little marker here that says 31 biblical virtues to pray for your kids. Mm. So this is see you at the altar. So every day of the month, it has a virtue that I want to pray for my kids, my grandkids. Mm. So today, the 25th, the virtue is hope. So I, I want to pray, Lord, let my kids have hope. We live in a hopeless mm, day yeah. without Jesus. But, you know, I want them to have hope and, and have that hope in Christ. So then I'm going to read that section that's going to be for 25. And also when I'm reading, I'll have a red pen and I have a ruler and I underlined, I write, I do whatever. And then when I read that, and I, I just say, God, now, is there something in here then that addresses hope, like hope for my kids? But I also, when I pray, I say, may Ray and I have hope so that we can help our kids to have hope, to know mm. that there is hope. Mm. You know? So then I have another list of <laughs> who I pray for. And these are the seniors from our church. Because often, well, I am a senior, but often seniors can feel alone, neglected, that nobody sees them, knows they're there. And so I just went in my directory and put their names here. And then I just go through their names and I pray for them. And depending um, what's happening in their lives, some can be sick, there could be death, there could be all kinds of things happen. So, but just because I... You know, Ray and I both think about them. We love them. We want to, you know, hear their hearts too. So I do that. So that's what I do there. Then I come, because I read a psalm every day. And then it's my second son, Graham, and his wife, Elizabeth. And pray for them, their kids. And our son, Graham, right now has Bell's palsy and his... <laughs> Uh, head has been very achy, and it's just been really hard. So you just say, Lord, you know, heal that guy, touch that guy, bring him the health, not that he needs. So there's that. I read the psalm, and again, you're thinking, like, what are you saying to Graham and Elizabeth in this psalm? Hmm. Like, what do you want to do in their lives? Then I have another little thing here. And I I read this every day, and it's it's something somebody gave me a few years ago, and it's a prayer for your children. So mm -hmm. I read that and just pray that over my kids, mm -hmm. that God will do that. Then I have this, which is how to pray for Israel, because the Bible tells you clearly you should pray for Israel. Pray for Jerusalem. Pray that it has peace. So then each day of the month, there's a city to pray for, a pastor to pray for, mm. so that I never forget to pray for Israel, that I don't forget. So this is my method so far here. <laughs> then I, of course, read a proverb every day. Then it's my third son and his <laughs> wife, uh, Brent and Kristen. They're three kids. So when I read that proverb, I'm thinking about them and their situation and what they're facing and all of that and pray that into their lives after I read the scripture or even while I'm reading the scripture. Then I have another list and this is my church. And these are people in the church that have ongoing needs that you, you, you don't want to forget that they have that ongoing need. It's easy to say to somebody, I'll pray for you, and then never do it again. Mm. But I don't want to be that person. So if I say to somebody, I will pray for you, then I put your name somewhere so that I do not forget to pray for mm. you. You know, So, I, you know, I have your pastors, you have various people in the church, the church board and their families because they carry tremendous burdens and so to pray mm -hmm. for them. And I am now in Luke, so I would read, you know, Luke 11 
And I have another paper here. And this is a 8 by 10 paper, which I have divided. There's four sections on one side, four on the other. Seven of those are days of the week. And then one just says every day. All right, so today is Thursday. So then I look at Thursday and who do I have on there? <laughs> and I try to have a country on there, maybe a country I've been to that I uh, have sensed, you know, what are the needs of that country? Mm -hmm. I have Canada down there too. Uh, people I've met overseas or whatever that have needs, friends who have needs. And so that, and then on every day, I have, you know, people that, they're just going through all kinds of things and you just don't want to forget them because mm -hmm. they're carrying tremendous burdens. So I read and I do this. And so for me to do this, and I, I just want to say here that I am not always sitting and straight through doing this mm -hmm. because you and I both know phones ring, things happen, you know, life happens. So sometimes I might get two things done and I come back to it when I can and, and then finish, you know, because mm -hmm. I feel better if I finish. But I have a goal. That's the thing. Like at least have a, something in mind. If you mm -hmm. have nothing you're aiming for, how can you hit it, yeah. you know? Right? But I do have a goal and I know this is my goal. And when I do this, it ministers to me and... Lord willing, it's ministering to others because mm -hmm. they are being thought of and prayed for. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and we never know what all God is doing when, mm -hmm. uh, when we say, God, here's my friend, here's this need. But it's lovely when you hear answers to prayer and you can yeah. feel part of that because you've actually remembered mm -hmm. to do that. So that is my method, if you want to use that, um, in a nutshell, mm -hmm. uh, that is what I do. This works for me. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't mean everybody should do this. But for me, this is the journey that I'm on that God has helped me to get to at mm -hmm. this point. I certainly wasn't there, you know, not even 30 years ago. Yeah. I would say I've in the last 20, maybe it's been more of this, because mm -hmm. as you have less responsibilities and that, you know, life changes. But mm -hmm. the thing is to keep your heart that you want to hear what God is saying. Mm. You want to know him, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this is our way. Sit in his presence, read his word, invite him to come. And, um, yeah, so I've done a lot of talking, so maybe you have some <laughs> yeah. thoughts or questions or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think one thing that kind of sticks out to me as you're doing that, I like how it, like, the praying for people and and places and things is really intertwined with the scripture reading. Mm -hmm. It's not like, here I do my scripture reading and here I do this. Not that that's bad, no, but yeah. um, I just think it's neat how it's sort of like the, because obviously scripture is very life-giving to us, but it's mm -hmm. also like for a purpose and for others mm -hmm. as well, right? Like mm -hmm. the truth of God to change how we bless others and yeah. how that's so intertwined in that because it's so connected to yeah. um, praying for other people and blessing other people as well as reading it's yeah that's that's really cool yeah well anyway that is what betty does mm -hmm. um that doesn't mean like there's no rule that says you must do it this way <laughs> this is just what i do yeah you know and yeah. it works for me but mm -hmm. i am methodical i told you right yes <laughs> and so this is a method and yeah. i work better if i know i'm going from a to z mm -hmm. and i know where i'm heading right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like i don't like it if it's all helter skelter i want to have a purpose in what i'm doing and yeah. know if i got there or not so yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think it is an invitation for people like you shared a lot about what yeah like your step-by-step -step process which again works for people some people it doesn't but i love that you have lists and you have pictures mm -hmm. and like all these different ways that different people think or remember or learn things mm -hmm. like I don't know. I just think it's an invitation. If you're listening to this, just try maybe one thing mm -hmm. of like having a sticky note with list of people sure. that you really want to be intentional with 
um, about praying and, you know, asking how they're doing and whatever else. Um, but yeah, I find that really, I never thought about having photos in my Mm -hmm. Bible to like intentionally take time to pray for them. And I think it's really cool too, that like you are kind of standing in the gap for a lot of people and praying Mm -hmm. for your family, praying for your Mm -hmm. kids and grandkids and great grandkids and praying for people in your community. And, um, yeah, just what a, what a blessing you are to your community. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it's really encouraging too, to see that, um, yeah, you're, you're reaching far and wide. Like I I know that you and your husband were missionaries in Thailand and whatnot, but you're involved at the Christian Reformed church and you go to the Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's all God's family. It is. And it's exciting to be part of God's family. And I, love being part of his family, which is very uh, mixed, very, Mm -hmm. you know, all ages. Like sometimes people my age stick with people their age only. They don't have a clue. They don't, you know, talk to other ages. Mm. Well, then you are really missing something. Mm. Like this afternoon, I was speaking with you two lovely young ladies here. And that to me is great. You know, I, I like that. And that keeps me challenged, mm-hmm. you know, and keeps me, okay, I, I'm going to have to know Jesus, so I have yeah. something to say to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So if you stick just with you and you're, what, is just you, ugh, like to me that's going to be boring. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to know all kinds of people from all kinds of places. And you know what? Listable has people from all kinds of places these days. And to figure out, okay, how do we, you know, be in their lives? That's my greatest Mm -hmm. challenge and prayer and desire. Ray and I pray that all the time. Mm. Yeah, how do we do that? Show us, Lord, how to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in all of this, Mm -hmm. um, why do you do it? Why do I do it? Yes, because, like I said already, like I just want to know God. And I want to hear what he is saying. And I feel if I get to know him, it's like knowing anybody, right? I don't know you yet, Jen. I am now finally sitting in your presence. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Well, how will I get to know you? I'm going to have to talk to you. I'm going to have to... Right, you're going to have to do something to, otherwise, how can I say, oh, yes, I know, Jan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we can all say, yeah, I know Jesus, but do we know Jesus? Like, unless there's a, a relationship, an unpurpose take time, I, like, I can't know him the same. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to have integrity and honesty with my relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and before the world. And so I feel, no, I I want to do this because it is my calling as his child to get to know him. Just like you need to get to know your family. You can't Mm -hmm. do that without actually intentionally being there. So for Mm -hmm. me, this is part of my journey of growing in him Mm -hmm. and until I take my last breath I'm still growing I'm not done growing yeah you know and if you think you're done growing okay that's a problem we are not done growing he always has something to say to us Mm -hmm. and he will say it if we will listen you Mm. know open his word talk to him yeah Mm -hmm. well said yeah (laughs) um how would you say that you've maybe wrestled with some of these things whether that's trying to find a way to do it or even maybe like Mm -hmm. i know sometimes um i've had conversations with particularly students who are trying to figure this Mm -hmm. out you know they've been told their whole lives like read your bible and and sometimes when they do that they sort of feel like they just don't get it it doesn't resonate and so when we talk about sort of even meditating on scripture to allow that to both regularly, like you said, like we eat every day, Mm -hmm. every day, but also as you're sitting in that, um, I know that that's something that a lot of them wrestle with, with not understanding. So um, how have you, yeah, sort of wrestled with that? Well, for me, especially as a young mom, that was Mm -hmm. a challenge and a time of trying to feel like I had something to Mm -hmm. say when... I felt like 
nothing was going in the same way, mm. right? So that that took more work. That, that did take work, you know, and I had to on purpose do that. I think as a student, yes, you're already, you know, up to here with all your lessons and everything else. I think if we can, this is one thing that helps. I think if we can grasp that this is a love letter from God. This is his love letter to us. Mm -hmm. When we are in love, if you've ever been in love, are in love, whatever, uh, when that person nowadays, I would guess they're going to text you. I don't know what all they're going to do. (laughs) Ray and I wrote real letters to each other, okay? And when I got that letter, I didn't just, oh, that's a letter from Ray. No, that was from Ray. So therefore, I held it closely and read it how many times, and I kissed the envelope, I did whatever, because this came from Ray, and he wrote it to me. And that, too, God has used to remind me, oh, this is my love letter. I am showing you myself right here. And in order for you to be part of this relationship, you have to respond to that. Mm -hmm. I have to come to the place where I say, I will on purpose somehow, even if it's five minutes, I'm going to find out what's what's in this love letter from God Mm -hmm. to me. And if we can grasp that he loves me, and he wants to speak to me. If, if somebody else is in our life and they love us and we love them, believe me, we find a way to spend time. Mm. We do. We will change our life. We will change our appointments. We'll do something because that person really matters. And they all of a sudden become, wow, they fill our heart. Yeah. Well, more than that. That has to happen with me and God. And, I, and I've seen God do that in me as I began to grasp and really understand. This is his love letter to Betty Faulkner. Mm. He wants me to know him. And I actually have to open the letter mm. and see what he said. So I realize being a student is already a full-time job. I realize that. But so is just being a person. of any kind, of any age. But the day that we say, I will give you at least five minutes of my attention, something will happen, you know? So I I would say for me, that's my answer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Look at it not as a job, not as, okay, I must do that. Look at it as God showing you his great love to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. (laughs) Well said. Um, I would love to hear what resources have you found really helpful um, as you, yeah, just helpful along the way as you figured out what your, um, yeah, scripture reading looks like, prayer looks like, yeah, just different resources. Well, I I think for one thing, I've had very many precious friends in my life uh, who I admired and who mentored me, which brings us to mentoring and how important that is. Um, They spoke into my life. They challenged me. And that all helped me to become this, those people. Mm. That's one of the greatest assets I have had is the people in my life that have encouraged me on my journey. As a kid growing up in the church, there were older people in the church that were were conscious of the fact that there was, I was Betty Martin at that point, um, there was this kid, Betty Martin, who loved Jesus, and they could see that I loved Jesus, and they would say something into my life. They would pray with me. They would speak into my life as a kid, and that's why I think it's so important to not stick just with your age, or you're going mm. to miss this, right? And, and so that has been a great part of my life. Those people that have, and they were men and women who spoke into my life, just helping me on my journey. But as more things became available and we just began to look for 
devotionals, look for books, try to find a way, um, you know, what could speak to us, what can help us. We did that. I think we've been, Ray and I have been intentional to try and find, like, what can we do to make this be the best part of the day. Now, for Ray, mm. he, he he has his own system, and he has different colored ribbons in his Bible that all mean, you know, he's got it all. <laughs> he's <laughs> totally organized with how he does it. I think, okay, that's not Betty. This is Betty right mm. here. Okay, so that's fine. But Ray heard about that, and he thought, oh, that would work. I could do that. And so that's it. Like, you might be just somewhere, and you hear something. Or somebody says it in a sermon, you think, oh, oh, I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, through the years, it's been a lot of that. Mm. Just listening to people and what has worked for them, I think, oh, I never thought of that, but I could try that. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, so I guess that's my answer, mm -hmm. you know, just paying attention to what other people are saying, what mm -hmm. works for them. Yeah. yeah, that has helped me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you said it earlier, like just being an ongoing learner. Yeah. Yeah, is really key and important. Mm -hmm. mm. Never be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the secret. Just never be done. And um, I mean, someday we will be done outside of Jesus coming before. And, you know, we all wait for the day when he says, well done, you know. Well, he's not going to say well done if it's not well done. <laughs> like he's the judge of all the earth, right? Not that I am totally scared and afraid that, you know, but I respect him. And I want him to say well done, you know. Well, if it's going to be well done, then I actually have to be done. I have to do something, yeah. right? It's not going to be well done if I did nothing. Mm -hmm. So... I have my part to play, and that takes work. That takes saying, I will do this. Because let's face it, there's all kinds of things that can take your attention, mm -hmm. right? They do take your attention, and, and they need to take your attention. We are surrounded by all kinds of needy people. There's no end, but you will have absolutely nothing to give if you don't have something going in. And so, you know, for something to go in, this is what you have to do. Mm. It has to become your passion. Yeah. yeah. It has to. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's been a really, yeah, a, a rich conversation. And I'm really glad, like, I mean, like you said, it's really good not to just stick with people that are just like you. And I think that's why we've tried to invite some people that are, of different life stages and different generations. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a gift because even you, you bring a completely different just knowledge of wisdom of this being something that you've built over many, many years, mm -hmm. um, you know, starting from the beginning and kind of coming to this place and, and seeing God grow that in you. Um, is there anything else kind of um, last words that you feel would just be really important to share? Mm. Well, I just w would say to you two fine young women here, you know, just keep giving him all of you and just let him keep leading you. He, he's got great plans for you. He didn't create you for nothing. He created you for a reason. Mm. So go find it. Go do it. But on the journey, get to know him. And the more you know him, the more you'll have to do. You, you will never be bored serving Jesus. Mm. Anybody who says, oh, I'm just so bored. I, I don't know how you can be bored. Like there's just, one, there's lots to do. But two, we are serving just such a beautiful Savior. And, and that's what, you know, I want you to know that. I want you to be in love with him, passionate about him. That's mm. my desire for you. Mm. Yeah. And for anybody listening, that... The same thing, that mm. he will just become your heart, your life, you know. Yeah. yeah. Be in your words, be in your life, be in your actions, you know. It's not just uh, I do this and then I'm something else. Mm. Like this goes with the something else. Mm. It has to be the same. Yeah. You know, and may that be true. Yeah. yeah. 
That's really good. Well, our last question, and this is just a fun little question okay. that we ask everybody, <laughs> and it's just, uh, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? Oh, goodness. One thing I can think of, though, is a pastor friend years ago, uh, he said this to me. He, I, I had a, a lovely dress on, according to him. Anyway, he said, oh, it must be hard to be humble, to be so beautiful. <laughs> and I remember I, what? And I looked at him like, you know, but he just thought, oh, that dress is just so lovely, Betty. And what that did for me was it, it showed me the power of encouragement. Mm. And he was that to everybody. He could find something wonderful about every last person and speak into their life. And so I guess it wasn't necessarily a word of advice, but it, it taught me the power of good words, mm. you know. So the word of encouragement, yeah. So I, I guess I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for mm -hmm. being with us today. And yeah, we just, like I said, we really appreciate just the wealth of, of wisdom that comes from life. And um you know, you mentioned kind of, of like, you know, when you read this and you spend this time with God, then that carries with you and the things that you do. And and you've carried that uh, stockhold of scripture reading and meditation that you've had over the years here in this conversation too. And and that's a a real gift of a of spiritual authority that only comes from spending time with Jesus. So it's a gift and thank you for sharing it with You're us. You're very welcome. My mm -hmm. privilege. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us as we practice Rhythms of Grace together. We would love to hear what God is teaching you through this season, so please share your journey with us on Instagram or Facebook at Just Work Friends. Until next Monday. Toodaloo! <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs>